So this third Sunday of Easter, we're skipping around a little bit here um, in the scriptures. Our gospel is from Easter Sunday night. And our first reading is St. Peter's Pentecost sermon. Peter, you recognize anything in that speech he gave in that first reading? How bold he was to what happens when the Holy Spirit is in you. He had a particular braveness to him. Um, 52 days earlier, he was denying Jesus. And today, in that Pentecost sermon, he gained 3,000 souls. How did he do it? He spoke the truth, of course. He identified the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whom the prophets, who the prophets spoke of, and then told them of the righteous one that you put to death. He accuses those people there. That's bold, that's brave, telling them that you are the ones. He didn't sugar, sugarcoat the truth. You handed over the author of life and called for his crucifixion. That's what he said of the righteous one. He tells them now, you need to repent and be converted so your sins can be forgiven you. He offers grace. He tells the truth, the painful truth, but then he offers the grace that God is willing to give. It's a pretty easy message, really. Identify the God himself revealed and convicted of, of sin and then God's desire for mercy, to forgive. The problem is the human race doesn't want to be convicted of anything. Even in our day, we're victims. We're not sinners, we're victims. Our conscience needs to be implored to and spoken of. We must awaken the conscience before we bring about the conversion Peter is speaking about. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here. We've had our consciences convicted we know we need a savior, and that's the beautiful thing. Whenever we hear the disciples on the road to Emmaus, what is that about? It's a good story to recount. Today we only hear the aftermath of that story. They went to Jerusalem, of course. But the two disciples were walking back from Jerusalem. They had been in town for Good Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We saw Jesus die. And in the danger of that, they said to themselves, thought you were the one. We thought he was the one. And it didn't work out for us. Whenever we hear that story, we probably say the same thing to ourselves, don't we? Sometimes in this world, things are hard for us to get our heads around that if God loves us, why is this happening? So many things. And then... It's just like the mass what happened with them. Jesus stops, comes along the road with them, starts talking to them. Wasn't it necessary for this to happen? And he recounted the scriptures to them. Not like a mass going on there. He proclaims the liturgy of the word. He recounts Israel and all the things that they had done. And then they invite him to come inside. They still don't recognize him. God can blind us a little bit for not seeing the truth there for a specific purpose. It was going to be known in the breaking of the bread, which we're going to do soon. What did he do? He blessed it. He broke it. And that's when he opened up the disciples. This is the one 
we were talking with him, didn't our hearts burn? Of course, Jesus gives them the good news. The whole church, for the first time, gets together after those two disciples. They make haste and go back to Jerusalem. We got to tell the people. We got to tell the people this story. He came, he broke bread with us, and then he vanished. He appeared to us. And they did get back to Jerusalem that Easter Sunday night. And then, of course, that first Easter Sunday night, we know Jesus walked through the doors and he appeared to all of them for the first time together. The church, that's what it was all about. Like I said, I think we have these Emmaus moments in our lives where we are downcast. Oh, I thought he was the one. Then there's the Ukraine, school shootings, cancer, all the things that ail us as society, drugs, alcohol. We thought you were the one. Sometimes we have in those little doubts, but those little doubts come and get healed by the one who came and got us. We're living through the Old Testament period just in a different way. I wouldn't want to live through the Old Testament period for all the tea in China, but uh, it was rough, it was hard. But we're still living through that in some way. The only difference is Jesus has appeared to us, has come to us. He hasn't promised to take away our pain and our suffering. He enters into it, though. He walks with us in it. They didn't have that in the Old Testament period, walking with uh, the people individually in their pain. There wasn't that concept going on. But Jesus, our personal Savior, does. He comes, and he does that with us. That stranger walks along the road with the disciples. He walks along the road with us, too. He comes and is our companion in any suffering we do. And hopefully we unite that suffering to his suffering. And it makes it just a little bit easier to get through life, even though some of us have very difficult roads to hoe. So in the breaking of the bread, what an, appro- what an appropriate uh, um, reading for our first communion today. Um, the breaking of the bread When that happens, we recognize Jesus. He is here. He comes to us, offering us everything everything he's got. Forgiveness, mercy, compassion. It's appropriate reading as we continue to remember our liturgy of the Word and now our liturgy of the Eucharist.